0: Hello and welcome to the Intech London podcast. I'm delighted today to be joined by John Rowlands, who's going to talk us through the DIA event in Amsterdam recently.
1: John, why don't you introduce yourself? No, no. Thanks, Paolo. Um, so I'm John Rowlands. I work at Guy Carpenter. Um, amongst other things, I work on their innovation and, and product development team. Um, so we're involved in building a network of, um, of innovation between startups, um, larger tech providers, uh, accelerators, incubators, VCs on the one side, and then on the other side, understanding what our clients, the insurance companies, are interested in in the innovation space and looking to bring them um, value-added services in, in and around innovation. Excellent. And you're, you're based in London, and you you just focus here in London, or are you looking more broadly around the world? We have... So there's two of us um, involved in, in that client innovation network, uh, myself and a chap called George. He's based out of New York and covers... The U.S., North America, and I myself cover uh, EMEA.
0: Okay, so that makes sense, and that was probably the reason you headed to Amsterdam earlier this month to um, to go to the DIA conference. Tell, tell us a bit more about what you expected to get from that conference.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually, both um, both George and I went to went to the DIA. So um, there are a lot of conferences around the insurance space these days. Um, I didn't manage to attend the DIA in Barcelona last year. However, the feedback that I got from people who did attend was that that was the best conference in, in Europe. Um, and so I was excited to, to get out of London, kind of see startups outside of the typical, um, typical London scene uh, and see what's going on on the continent and then also get exposure to kind of gag happens and clients who are based on, on the continent, um, get a more European as opposed to, to London feel.
0: Yeah, and for, for the people who aren't aware of the event, as you say, it's the second year running, but you know, it's, it's over a couple of days, quite a glitzy venue, is that yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean,
1: it, the venue itself was, um, was pretty spectacular. It was a, an old gas works in, the, in a park in the middle of Amsterdam. Um, there were, I don't know, 850 a, attendees over a, a two-day period. I think something like um, 50, 52 startups ups presented. Um, so there was, a, there was a lot of exposure. I mean... On the one hand, seeing kind of twenty seven odd startups a day presenting for eight to ten minutes is actually pretty intense and um, you found that most people tended to to take a take a little break where where necessary but you know, but, but the opportunity there was plenty of networking um, breaks and um, the <laughs> the weather was gorgeous, so you know, all in all it was a, a great opportunity to meet people in, interested in the space
0: and uh... Hopefully, it it wasn't sort of style over substance in terms of sort of all, all, all flashing things. These sort of twenty seven a, a day startups you were listening to were there some some good ideas there? Some stuff that's promising for our industry.
1: Yes, I mean, I guess you know one of the things, um, one of the things is that now, Insurtech has been around for kind of twelve to, to eighteen months, or you know perhaps even longer. That you are starting to see. Um, People actually doing stuff as opposed to talking about stuff. Now, one of the great things is the um, the presentations themselves. That they weren't presentations. Um, the startups could speak, and they had to, and they could um, show a demo of their okay. um, or, or launch a product. There was no slides. It was actually stuff that worked. Um, I guess in terms of the um, a couple of ones which I was really impressed with, startup from Belgium called Sentient. Um, they used um, kind of real time data collected from the Internet of Things sensors, so predominantly mobile phones, but it could be wearables, could be could be telematics. Um, overlay that that IoT data with um, behavioural science to create kind of predictive models for um, for what customer bases are doing. Um, so they're working with insurance companies, but they're also working with um, big pharma companies, with um, you know with health organisations in terms of uh, using that real time data to um, to predict what's you know, what's going to happen and make the opportunities for selling products more efficient? Um, there's a business called Hover out of the the u S, so they're able to create um, accurate 3D models using mobile phone taken photographs. Um, so you could take a, you take a photograph of four sides of a building and they can turn that into a, an actual 3D model with with very accurate measurements. But perhaps some of the more interesting things. Is where, um, say, a, a building had been damaged by, say, by a fire, uh, and there were parts of the building missing, they could again use kind of four or five photographs to recreate a full, a full replica model of the building. So what was there before? So that's really interesting for, um, for post-event claims. Um, and and, and the, you know, the, the tech could also be used for for kind of pre-underwriting, in terms of assessing, um, you know, assessing buildings using all, using much less. Um, Information than perhaps you typically have. Um, there was a so the, the <laughs> one of the interesting things is is the way that now the ecosystem has developed, and that we're seeing more and more um, startups and incumbents working together in partnerships. And one of the, the most interesting um, in that regard was a a partnership between Snapshore and Casco and the insurance the Swiss insurance company Balwar. So um, so Snap-Share use um, use photographs and AI to collect, you know, to to extract data from um, from images. Casca are a, a kind of an, an online um, I think it was an online insurance intermediary, but they have kind of a um, an insurance platform. And together with Balwa, in three weeks they built a um, a watch insurance product. Okay. So. T- you take a photograph of your watch, using the Snapchat AI, it recognises the watch and the value. Um, using the, the Casco platform, you upload the rest of your information, uh, and Balwa provides the underwriting, and within, you know, within three minutes, you have a comprehensive insurance coverage for your watch. And the interesting thing is how quickly that was built, uh, and how much... Excitement that's been built online. They said they had something like 950 million views on YouTube, which <laughs> sounds like it might be out by a factor of ten, but you know, even so, even, quite, even impressive. so it's quite impressive. Um, I guess the, the last one, um, yeah, a business called Sherpa. Um, that's uh, I, I guess they are to be seen how how advanced their tech is. But what I liked about Sherpa is that they are um, they're looking at insurance in a in a different way. Instead of being so, they're a, a front facing. Um, intermediary, but they want to be a single point of contact between the customer and all your risk requirements. So it's kind of an an all-in-one insurance policy. Um, The tech they've built, the brain, um, collects data from you um, in a a non-intrusive way and analyses your risk scores across a a number of categories. Um, And instead of paying a commission to, to Sherpa as an intermediary, you pay a subscription, so a monthly subscription. So Sherpa are not incentivised to sell you more or less, well, more insurance. If you require less insurance, then they can sell you less insurance. Um, obviously all you know, digital first or mo- um, mobile, but that, but that model of, kind of thinking about insurance as a, as a subscription service and being able to give you um, risk analysis which is right for you um, is, is perhaps a different way of looking at it.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense. So just to recap for, for listeners, so you mentioned Sentient, you mentioned Hover, you mentioned a, a partnership between Snapshore, Casco and Balois, and then the final one was Sherpa. Correct. Okay, excellent. So, so, so thanks for that. So, yeah, clearly uh, some great examples, an energetic event. What, what, what was the impression you therefore got for sort of what, what this is a, a saying for InsurTech and for the sort of the InsurTech movement and, and the impact on the industry?
1: So, yes, it, uh, I guess probably... Maybe three key points. Um, so one I kind of t- touched on before is that you know the, the insurance tech movement. You know, first met <laughs> first met you at an event kind of 18 months, two years ago. Um, as opposed to talking about stuff, people are actually doing stuff now. There are not just demos, but there are businesses that have real life customers making real you know making real revenues. Um, and so, so we're moved to we're moving from POC into kind of real annuity stream revenue, so stuff's happening, one um, the second is it's not just about startups um, so some of the other big presenters there, IBM talking about their, their Watson um, cognitive claims platform you had Guidewire, you had Willis Boo uh, <laughs> you had Philips, you had BMW um, it isn't just startups who are, startup tech providers who are uh, thinking, looking at insurance and seeing opportunity I mean, if you're going to think about who's likely to be able to build and distribute industry changing technology, I mean you're gonna to struggle to look for it much further than IBM. Um, you know no matter how good a startup is. Um, so um, they're, they're doing some good stuff. And then the third one is partnership. You can touch right. on with, with Casco and Snapshot. Um, you're seeing it seems that um players in the in and around the technology space they will focus on a specific part of the value chain and they'll get really good at it. They won't try and have a, an end-to-end solution. They'll focus on one part of the chain and then they're happy to work with other providers for other parts of the chain. So you get this, um, this ecosystem where different providers are, are doing different things. Everyone's doing it to the best of their ability, um, which results in a, an overall better product. Yes, and I, I think that's,
0: that's key because, as you say, when, sort of when you and I first met, that was still the period where everyone was talking about you know, disrupting, getting rid of these slow to move incumbents. And I think we're now in a place where everyone's aware that, the incumbents have a key role, the startups have a key role, and the startups typically are only able to be excellent at one thing at yeah, the moment. absolutely. And so the, we're, it's, it's great that we're seeing some of these partnerships actually turn into to revenue and hopefully soon profit creating um, opportunities. So I, I guess sort of just to, to, to wrap things up, if you think more broadly then about your experience in, in your job, in the, the trip to DIA, in the, the various other tech initiatives you're up to. What advice have you got for, for people who are sitting, be it in a carrier or a broker, who want to engage more with this important set of changes?
1: So, number one, join the Instech London um, subscription <laughs> group. But if you're listening, you're probably already here. But, that I mean, to be fair, that is absolutely how I've got into this, and that's been, been really beneficial. Um, there is, I mean, you can't move for newsletters for... for um, articles for conferences, for events, for demo you know, demo nights. Just go along. Um, go along, turn up, get involved. Um, yeah, one, of, one of the things that um, someone said to me that DIA actually is, feels like the people who are making the most money out of InsureTech at the moment are the conference organisers. <laughs> <laughs> without the, a doubt. <laughs> without that, But, the, but the, the last thing which actually I think is probably most important is, is just do something yourself. There's a... Um, our sister company Marsh. Um, there's a lad I've met recently. Um, he's a young broker, um, new to the industry, and he was, he was an energy broker, and he was looking at the way that um, the way that his own team internally kind of processed information. And he thought, this is really inefficient. There must be a more efficient way of doing this. He went and found, it just happened that someone in, in his team could write a bit of code, and together they've kind of come up with a, an idea um, to make their their own internal process more efficient and that's been taken to kind of the marsh uk coo and, and that just feels like just do it it seems obvious but well no and it's i mean
0: there's, we, we hear too much noise about all oh, the all the innovation is happening outside and you know whilst partnerships are important it's i think vital that we see people within the organization start to be innovative and prove that you can be in a large organization and make a direct difference absolutely so um good well thank you very much john for your time you you mentioned of course InSTech london for people who aren't on the mailing list please do go to simply london and sign up if you're listening to this podcast i hope you enjoy it. please subscribe so that you can hear future ones we'll be talking to a range of, of startups and incumbents over the the coming weeks and months and have a good day